Today is the day to wake, work, and win. Welcome to The Standard. I need you to look at something in my butt. Why? I think I got something in there, and I, I'm not limber enough to, to to see. I need you to look at it. All right? I think I might have like a anal fissure or a hemorrhoid or a or a worm or something. What are you doing with your phone? I'm trying to take pictures of it so I can compare it to something on Google. Can we just keep? Like, just a small shred of mystery in our relationship, please? Look, I saw you have two babies, okay? Seriously, I need you to get up all in that. I do not want to investigate your anus. It's payback time. It's a hemorrhoid. <clears throat> Thank you. Now erase that from your memory. Oh man, Craig, I'm turning 40 this year, and I am not looking at your hemorrhoids. <laughs> no, but uh, I tell you what, that movie. This is 40. Uh, we were watching that last shift. I've probably seen that three or four times now. Man, it is so accurate. It's kind of depressing. <laughs> not that well, I'll save. Save my wife the embarrassment. I haven't asked her to do that for me. Sure. Um, but man, there's so many things in that movie that are so accurate. You know what's kind of interesting is uh, the comfort that brings of how universal we feel like our problems are, and they're really they're really not that personal. Kind of everyone seems to. Yeah, go you're not through. alone. You're not alone. Yeah, it's like uh, it's just the human condition. Um, to experience a lot of these things, but yeah, man, uh, I got a few years to go until, uh, until that hits, but that movie definitely brings out oh, some, man, just some the feels, man, just the kid, like the daughters, that, that older daughter in that movie, how just, you can tell she's going through puberty. She's going through just the social pressures of school. And it's like, oh man, that is so accurate makes me nauseated feeling like that's in my future man there's just so many funny parts of that movie one part that i actually really liked was uh they have one of the artists um graham hancock is he a real artist is that a real thing i don't is know he a real musician I look that up. graham and the the rumor let's look that up you had the green day guy in there he's real yeah it's Graham Hancock, wasn't it? I don't think I don't know. Let's look up Graham and the rumor. Graham Parker and the rumor. Graham Hancock is he, is is he a real? Scientist. Yeah, is it real? Yeah, okay. true story. Anyways, I love where he's like, "Hey, how'd the records do?" And he's like, "No, nah, they didn't do good." And he's like, "Ah, I told you, man, stuff never sells." Yeah, well, it's <laughs> like that would've been nice to know. I think uh, one thing he says is like, "The key is to have a small nut." That's true. Small. He's like, like, "My overhead's nothing." So then I, you look at how stressed out Paul Rudd is in the movie, and he's driving 
a BMW. Wife drives a Lexus. Wife drives a Lexus. He's living in a big ass house with a pool and um loaning he, thousands of dollars to his dad. He's yeah. Just blowing it. And he has this office that is like decorated to the nines. And Paul Rudd says something to the effect of you can't sign anybody unless they they walk in here and they they think you're legit. And yeah, I think yeah. that is such a trap people get into where like, hey, if I don't have X, people aren't going to take me seriously. Or, you know, it, whatever that is for your industry. And that's just, that's bullshit, man. It's all word of mouth. You work hard and... Well, the proof is in the pudding. Right. You produce. Yeah. You know, I, there's some element to having your shit together and being organized. Right. But... Yeah, but yeah. I was looking at... Uh, That's putting the cart before the horse when you have, like you said, like this nice space. It's like, well, who are you even Who are you even representing? Well, like, I think it goes, I mean, beyond that, like uh, I've done some remodels now. And when I see a contractor pull up in a $90,000 truck, I'm like, I, I don't, I you know don't what know I, if I... You know what I first think? Huh. Like, man, I must be getting overcharged if I go with this guy. Well, Some, I just somebody's like, gotta pay for that. No shit. And I'm right. like, well, he clearly doesn't have his like have his fucking shit together. Whereas, you know, like I have worked with a few guys who show up in an old truck or in a van or whatever, and they do fantastic. How about the work. guy who did the car details for us? Oh, dude, yeah, he's a great example. He showed up in an SUV with I mean, not not the best, yeah. but jam packed with all his stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like clearly not, you know, there's no wrap on his car saying he's doing detail and he was good, man. He's fantastic. And then now he's going to get more business because it's all word of mouth. Yeah. And I bet you when he goes home, he parks that thing and then maybe we drive something, something nice. Um, but the, the flashy stuff is, I I just, I find it like, uh, the, uh, doing the opposite of what they think it's doing where I'm just like, dude, you clearly, you don't need that truck. You know, like you're not hauling anything. You have like a ninety thousand dollar Denali. Like, what do you, what are you charging me for? I know, right? I was actually just starting to laugh because I was thinking of the scene where the two guys are going after that, you know, model looking girl in the pool at the end. You know, it's like, what's with the mustache? What's the difference? Smell what smells. <laughs> oh, it's good. I mean, and he's the personal trainer. Hey, going back to it, right? Results. Took her from a seven to a ten. Here we go. Oh my gosh, hi. Hey, oh my, I did not see you there. Hi. I saw you there. Did you guys come together? Are you a couple? <laughs> no, we didn't. No, absolutely not. I just, I'm sorry, I thought it was a, the mustache is a little. Mm, that's fair. I just assumed. This is a straight man mustache. What is the difference between a gay man's mustache and a Straight man's mustache. Uh, the smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, that movie was fantastic. Um did you really... know did you know that so Leslie oh, it's Leslie Mann, right? Isn't that her name? Uh the wife? The, yeah. So the producer that's the producer's those wife. Are her kids. Those are her kids. Yeah. And the producer is her husband. Yeah. It's like I always wondered, like, well, why didn't he just be the dad? I mean, I know probably because he wanted to produce but it's it's like that was i think paul rudd did a pretty damn good job man he he's stressed out the entire movie yeah but that's all i mean that is the life of a lot of people yeah i agree man it's 
it's getting in over your head. I mean, we were maybe late twenties and we just had, or actually Sarah was pregnant with our second kid. We lived in a great area, up and coming area, big lot. Like we got this dream house when the market went down and we remodeled it. It was like dream kitchen. Like never thought, never thought we'd have that. Never thought we'd get the house, you know? And it was a couple years in, we're like, we this sucks. What do you mean? We're living, we're not necessarily living paycheck to paycheck, but we're stressed about every purchase we make. Right. You got to find a deal on everything, you know, like. Anytime you swipe the credit card, you're thinking about it. You got a couple kids at home. You're working your ass off and you're not enjoying anything because, you know, I mean, to an extent, house poor. Yeah. And then we got, we had a couple car payments, you know, small as they were. And it just got to the point where it's like, you know what? We're going to downsize. So we end up selling and moving. We had nothing that we didn't need at our new place, right? Yeah. It, it was um, it was a perfect size. Got into the burbs a little bit. Got a little space. Kids could run around. But I mean, it's just like that is a stressful life living like that. Yeah, I, I thought one thing that was kind of uh, maybe the the most true or the the thing that hit me the the most about that movie was the ability to come back and get happy again. Get um, and you're talking their marriage? Yeah. I mean, is that how you've experienced that, right? Yeah. To a T almost of just these the roller coaster of a marriage and the ups and downs. Yeah, you have these moments or seasons where you're like, dude, we're fucked. And then you reconnect. You reconnect and you're like, Oh, you were feeling this, that way too? Yeah, oh, this is Oh no this shit. This is why this is why we got married. Yeah, you know, exactly. This is actually really good. So it, I think it was just like, hey, next time you're in one of those moments of like fuck. Just, you know, what usually happens, you guys have a really good conversation. You try and see it from their angle, and then, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess things pull up. Pull up the clip where they're talking to each other, how the therapist told them to talk to each other, and she's confronting him about all the, you know, the, the lies that he has. And uh, we need to talk, make sure we're talking to each other, how the therapist talked. <laughs> this is not the clip you wanted, but. This one was so fucking funny. Very upset when I spoke to him about this. So I thought it was important that we join together and work this through. Absolutely. Uh, We're going to work through it. But Debbie uh, told my son that he looked like Tom Petty in a negative way. In a negative way. Who's Tom Petty? You know who Tom Petty is. Who's Tom Petty? And she said if she had to come back, that she was going to F up his... Pussy ass, which is what she said. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> I didn't. I would never. To a child, your son has been defiling my daughter's Facebook page now for months. These people are liars. He said that my son was an animal, and that if I didn't keep him on a leash, that he would hit him with his car. Did you say that? That's that's ridiculous. Who talks like that? You do. <laughs> All right, you he know, no, what I said was that we need to keep an extra eye on our kids because with all the technological advances, uh, they need to learn to use them responsibly. That's a good PC answer. No, no, what he, what he said to me was he called me an icon. A what? Language, Catherine, language. <laughs> I'm quoting. How am I going to relay what these two nutballs said to me unless I say it? 
Can you please not talk like that, Catherine? Music Man is rehearsing next door. Sorry, fucking Music Man. <gasps> Maybe if I looked more like this fake bullshit couple. Looks like they're in a bank commercial. That's what you look like. Uh, like you're a bullshit bank commercial couple. None of this talk is productive. I would like to rear up and jackknife my legs and kick you both in the fucking jaw with my foot bone. You're just kind of scaring me. This is what happens when you corner a rat. You corner me, I will fucking chew through you. I'll chew through you. Catherine, you're better than this. Fuck you, Jill. You're a horrible <laughs> fucking woman. This is why everybody hates you, Jill. This kind of shit, ineffective, fucking bullshit hair. And I'm glad your husband died. Because you're a fucking asshole. He probably killed himself. Okay, Catherine, I think we know what's happening. Now you know what we're dealing with. Um... You know what? Dropping nice my kids off. Sorry, dropping my kids off at school now, and I'm looking at all these other parents, and I'm like, "Who am I gonna get to? Yeah, who's it gonna be? <laughs> yeah. Who's it, who's who's my wife gonna stick on that? You yeah, know? seriously. Yeah. Uh, it was. It made me smile when they walked out of that meeting, and they're kind of you know because they're fighting. Yeah, they're like, hey, they're fighting. We're awesome, but they kind of got on the same team, and they're yeah. walking away, and they just kind of smile, and it's like, we're still we're we're still in this. We got some work to do, but. We're still in this. That was, that was pretty funny. Having a mutual antagonist, I think, really brings people together. Oh, yeah. No, I was thinking about, like, in the academy, when you have that one instructor that everybody hates, like, that brings the team together. Yeah. And that, maybe they, do you guys do that on purpose? No. Like, hey, I'm going to be the asshole on this academy? I don't think in any ones that I taught that, oh, okay. there was, it was never on purpose. Yeah. Uh, I definitely, in a few of them, was the heavy. But by the end, I think the guys would say, like, I I mean, at least I'm friends with a lot of them now. But by the end, it was like, okay, like, he wants to have fun. But he wants to he wants us to be good and bust our ass. But I do want to have fun. I do want to joke around. For anyone who's teaching an academy, just to suggest, I've been through a lot. So here's a suggestion. We had such a piece of shit in ours. And he stayed that way throughout the whole thing. And then you get online and they try and be like buddy, buddy, or like really professional. And I'm like, dude, I saw you for 16 weeks being a complete sack of shit. And now you're trying to like, try and be professional. And like, I, like I know who you are, man. Yeah. So my suggestion for anyone who's teaching an academy is just like, you can be hard on people and obviously you need to do all the work with those, the people that you're doing, but you need to remember that those are your coworkers big time when they're done. Yeah. And they're, time. and they might be your boss one day, you know? Yeah. I mean, cause I've got, I mean, yeah, I've got coworkers now that were instructors in my Academy and some you respect and some you don't and not, not for the reasons you, you know, might think going to the academy of like just like job performance. It's just pretty much how they treat people. That's what it comes down to. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, sorry, that was a bit of a tangent. Uh, what was the clip you were looking oh, for, though? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I got off track with the eye cunt. That was a classic clip. I want to get into some nasty fights. So, can we please talk to each other the way the therapist told us to talk to each other? Fine. Fine. It makes me feel sad when you are dishonest. 
I understand it makes you feel bad when I am dishonest with you. It hurts my feelings when you treat me with contempt and corner me and try and trick me into lying. It makes me sad when it's so easy to trick you into lying because you're such a lying shitbag. That's not, you can't do that. You can't do that. The therapist said you're not allowed to judge me. That's not a judgment. That's just a fact. Fair enough. Sometimes I withhold truth. That is true. But it's only because I'm scared to death of your crazy-ass, illogical overreactions. Well, it hurts me inside and triggers me when you're such a dishonest shit that you're lending your father money without telling me while your record company's going bankrupt and we're on the verge of losing our fucking house! Well, that pretty much says it, right? <laughs> That's what we were talking about earlier, right? Oh, that's so funny. I mean, because I'm guilty of it, as I think everybody else is, but I'm guilty of childish arguments at some point in my marriage. I'm not guilty of that. You're bullshit. Perfect husband. Bullshit. Yeah. Just because you just had an anniversary. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, it's, I mean, you are roommates, right? Like, uh, there is a, there is a level of that, of... Dude, being married to someone with kids and the stress, it's fucking hard. Yeah. And that I get why people give up, but I also think you know, you can you it's a decision to keep to your commitment. I know there's more into it. You know, yeah. Because I mean, there's reasons you know, there's reasons why. I mean, if if it just doesn't work, it doesn't work. If people change or they're just they don't want to work through things, you know, but um, it's hard. It's hard fucking work, man. So I can see both sides when divorces happen. I get it. Yeah. I think All it right. goes back to, and we talked about purpose versus passion a couple episodes ago, but when part of your purpose is to be a husband and be, be a part of that marriage, it, and again, this is all so personal. Like, I come from a divorced family. My sister's been divorced a couple of times. Like I, I know that there's this is a much more complicated, yeah, um, topic, right? Than than we're letting on, and and it's so easy to be like, well, you made a promise, but all right, so maybe <laughs> so disclaimer, just talking about our own experience, totally right. Yeah. Like I, I feel for people who are dealing with, hey, I got married to the wrong person or, hey, that person changed or I changed and they didn't, um, you know, there's a lot that, that goes along with it. I mean, we have someone close to us who's going through a divorce right now and he's one of the greatest dudes I know. Yeah. Um, and I'm really happy they're getting a divorce because it's the right move. Yeah, you see, you can see the kind of the weight lifted off. Totally. You know, um, you know, it it can ruin more than just your home life, you know? Yeah, I mean, so all that aside, having both people having the common goal of fixing issues just makes all the difference in the world. And when I see, we, we were on a call the other day, and the couple, I think, was 67 years or something. Holy shit, man, that is impressive. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Anything over... I mean, 30s, pretty, that's something to write home about. But anything over 40, I mean, I think my parents are, I think they're coming up on 50. Damn. Like, 
gotta be. Yeah. So shit, man, that's, and, uh, my wife's parents, they've been married quite a while too. So, I mean, they're, I think they're either coming up on 40 or they're over 40 already. I mean, that's. You know, that has something to do with where you guys are at. Like you both came from households where dual parents that have stayed married. Do you think that has any effect on like how you. I think so. I, here's a big thing that I, I think affected me is I grew up in not a perfect house. I saw my brothers and sisters fight. We fought. I mean, there was a lot of screaming, a lot of unhealthy. There was some unhealthy Yeah, who dysfunction, comes from a perfect house, though? Right? But we all loved each other in the end. Yeah. I saw my parents fight. Did I you saw, see them make up? That's, the, that's what I'm saying. Oh. I, and then I saw, I saw the relationship still last. Yeah. So it wasn't like this perfect thing where they kept all the conflict from us and then boom it was like it's over it's like what yeah it was i consistently (laughs) saw conflict as a result of all kinds of stresses financial stresses job stresses kids you know i saw them consistently come up but they still stayed married and you know now they're getting older and honestly like they're made for each other I mean, they are they are just like one whole, it's and awesome. it's pretty cool to see. Like they they do things different than I do for sure. I do things differently than they do, but guess what? Like they they got their shot at it. They raised their kids a certain way. They had a family a certain way. They ran their marriage a certain way, and now they're doing what they want. And now we're in that boat where it's like, okay, now it's our turn. But it it is impressive to see, and not just because maybe it it's less frequent these days it's just impressive man that's like that's a commitment it's hard yeah because like you said you become roommates sometimes and uh, and you'd like to reignite that passion that you had in the very beginning because that's fun too yeah fuck yeah um my wife was out to lunch with a friend the other day in mid-30s or whatever she's got a a partner, right? She won't, she's not going to marry this guy, but they've been together for years and she's like, I'm never getting married. I don't believe in it. She thinks that by getting married, it, you become more of a security blanket. You take that person more for granted. My other side of that is like, yeah, but man, I mean, how many times would people walk away from relationships if there wasn't that marriage or disillusion of marriage or the, you know, all that stuff they'd have to deal with, you know? But she's like, no, I don't believe in it, but super committed. I mean, they are married by law, common law, right? But it's just an interesting way to think about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm out on that. I love being married. Like, I think it's, I think there's like such a, uh, a weight to it and a responsibility that I just don't think you have when you're dating. I wouldn't say they're dating though. Sure they are. No, come on. Look, now you're just making it more like black and white. So you're either dating or you're married. I mean, they are, they live together. They've been together. They've established this. I'm not saying that they're not committed, but they're not married. But is marry is marriage just a an institution that is formed out of more of a religion, you know, from, from a faith than really is it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mean, that's the basis of it. 
they could feel the same weight that we do being married though. Yeah, I can only see it from my perspective, but like I just there's something that happened. Pretty close-minded, Craig. Yes, uh, that is something that happens. <laughs> like I felt it when I got engaged. I was like, oh man, this is a fucking. And maybe it's because I was raised Catholic and I I have a different view of it. And there's also a, I don't know if it's I just want to. You always want to do better than your parents, but there's this like pressure that I put on myself I think in a good way to be like oh I'm not giving up like you know there's definitely some responsibility when you have kids though to to keep a home somewhat sane and together and that doesn't mean that you can't divorce and have two homes like if you have two functional homes and the relationship's good I think I think things can turn out all right but Nah, I think it's I disagree. It's much easier for it's just a better situation if if you're able to keep the home life stable for the kids. But there's a point where it just keep you know, you stay together but you're fighting all the time and you know, that's, that's not, not a healthy, not healthy house either. to right. be in. Right. You know, but also when you're when your parents get divorced, regardless of how seamless you make the transitions of picking people up and having time away it just it fucks kids up and it fucks kids up having a shitty home life like you're talking about too you know like they're it's not like oh as long as you keep both people in the house things are going to be good that can be actually worse off but it yeah but it is i think it's damn near impossible to have two separate homes and be as successful as a healthy dual parent house. Yeah. You know, like you're always like, well, you know, in my, I give it up to my parents. They didn't talk shit about each other. They very well could have. That takes some maturity. And, you know, like we'd go over to my dad's house and he never said mom about my mom. And she very well could have said some shit that we found out later in life, but you know, nothing but respect for. So this, you just had your anniversary. How many years? Nine. You know, they say that it's that five to seven year. I never had that. I don't think I never had that, but I've definitely had these roller coasters. I mean, just when kids started, that's when a lot of roller coasters started and you, and you're just, you're, you're kind of learning as you go. That's the tough part. Well, you're learning how to be a parent. You're also learning how to be a, spouse yeah you got to figure out the needs and how to balance that yeah we got married obviously early 20s like i said and i mean how much do you change going through your 20s you know yeah you should yeah you do and so it's like then there's an extra challenge i think you know there's two sides to it right if you get married younger you're going to change and the challenge is changing together but if you get married older you you become when you get older, you become set in your ways, and so you might marry someone you're older, and you're like, "I'm not changing," you yeah. know, and so that could end a relationship too. What would be like a a bit of advice you'd give to like a new, newly married or engaged couple? You know what? Okay, so my one piece of advice is talk about parenting before you get married. Yes, like what are your views on how to parent like you have a baby 
do you believe in have you thought about them crying it out do you believe in letting them cry it out or do you you know do you believe in like serving every one of their needs um you know just how what is your parenting style like how much freedom do you yeah, want to give them when they're if you're 20 dude or 25 i know but how do you know what those answers are at least think about them and talk through them right totally right i mean how about how about something as simple as like hey if we get pregnant and like we don't now. expect it yeah What's I mean, a, where are we at with abortion? Where are we at with, uh, you know, are you keeping the kid? Whose choice is it? Like, you know? Yeah. That's, we, we never had to deal with that. But we did talk about it after, you know, and we just kind of brushed on the subject. But it's like, you, those are those are things that can really. That's real. Create division. Right. You know, getting on the same page parenting is huge. Yeah. Do you even want kids? Well, yeah, that's right. You know? I think that and money. How many do you want? Yeah. You know, what does it look like when we start having kids? Like, who's working? Who's not? You know, what do you envision me to be? You know, like, what do you need from me as a wife? And when I'm home, like, what do you need from me as a provider? You know, do we both work as one working? You know? It's a lot. It's a lot. But, man, when they go out, I don't know. I think it was their anniversary or they just went away for the weekend, you know? And yeah. And they start eating all the weed brownies and they start having fun and then they pull back into the driveway like they get back and like oh man that was so nice great you know and we should do that more often like we really do love each other you know and then they pull in the driveway and the older daughter opens the door and it's just like welcome back to chaos yeah the youngest daughter has near infection she can't even get out of bed she's crying and it's like that's happened a lot right things are good and it's like okay back to reality you know yeah i mean you just get constantly just get tested. It's like how you, I don't, something that, that my wife and I have been doing for the last mm, year, I'd say, is at night, like doing like a debrief. Like, hey. Like you're in bed, just debriefing, or like yeah. you sit around the table that with depends. a glass of wine? Whatever. However, it works out. Yeah. But it's like, hey, like last night, fucking lost my mind. Because of potty training? Yeah. And I'm just like, we get the kids to bed, whatever. And I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to keep my shit together. And she's like, I I get it too. We're, we're good. You know, like, and then it's usually ends with like, hey, good job today. Like, hey, we <laughs> we are starting at a place every day of trying to do well as a spouse and a parent. And we fuck up every single day. And it's just like, <laughs> hey. At least we tried. <laughs> yeah. But having a, I'd say like have like an honest debrief every now and again, just to be like, hey, where's your head at? You know, like, I, it's, oh, man. Yep. It's, it's, which is, it's hard, but I think it's, that'd probably be my one, my one bit of advice is expect that whatever decision they made, as much as it pissed you off, it was probably done with good intention. They should always get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Bring up that clip on when they're sitting watching the play and she just found out she's pregnant and she asks them. <laughs> do you want another kid? Yeah, she's like, how do you, do you ever think you wanted more kids? She's so cute. She's so tall. I know. How did that happen? Do you ever wish we had a bigger family? 
No, never for a second. <laughs> never. 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 I love what we have. One, breeze. Two, brutal. Three, put a bullet in my head. Oh. You know, I think about that gray-haired pregnant lady from school, and I just feel bad for her. And I feel bad for the kid. Can you imagine all the other little kids? Where's your mommy? Oh, she's the one sitting in that scooter eating <laughs> soft cracker. Soft. Kids don't want to have old parents. You know what? It would also be nice for us to spend some time apart, kind of rediscover who we are individually. It'd be so great to not see you for like a chunk of time so that I could really just miss you. Remember when we used to miss each other? Oh, man. Talk about a loaded question. No shit. Yeah, that, that, I laughed through that entire thing. Cause it's just, oh man. Can you imagine, uh, having teenagers and then oh, grab another kid? Yeah, I, uh, I know someone who had that same situation and they are really grateful for it because they, I think anybody, well, that, you have a kid, it's like, I don't think no matter how old you are, it's like you're always grateful for it. No, I I think there's like, yeah, of course you're going to be happy. But from his perspective, it's like when I had my two kids, I was fucking grinding to to survive. And now I'm totally financially stable. I have all the time in the world. And this kid, I get to do all the stuff. I get to take him fishing whenever we want. I get to basically like go and have fun with them the way i wish i did with my other kids how much do you think i mean it's gonna be way different for that kid though because i don't know kids seeing their parents grind have has a positive effect too yeah i mean it's so too, told, too, too early totally to different well two totally different upbringing like I think oh yeah the outcomes will be completely different yeah it'd be not, pretty interesting not bad but yeah yeah that's cool see i mean He's basically got a grandparent mindset. Right. That's what it is, but it's his own kid. Right. But I I I mean, I'm still in the middle of it kids, yeah, yeah. but I do I do look forward to the grandparent part other than getting old and, you know, being close to death, being like can't even bend over and everything hurts, but that's I mean, wow. grandkids I I can see I mean, I can totally see how grandparents love that right i mean oh to see my kid no I mean, stress and we moved uh like a couple minutes away from my my in-laws and to see them just pop over just to hang out like it's just it's Kids awesome it. man it's a great experience because both my sets of grandparents lived far away so we weren't too close to him only because of distance but i mean we had cousins that lived right across the street from him and it was just like they were tight you know yeah. and that's a i think that's a really if you can foster that relationship all mine were dead except for my grandma who lived to 105 Ooh. and i'd say up until like her 90s she was fucking tough dude like second generation irish immigrant she lived on the south side of Chicago her entire life in that house that she, you know, passed away in yeah. pretty much. Um, she only visited three states, uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Indiana. <laughs> she never went on an airplane. And uh, 
she was just tough, dude. Hardcore Irish Catholic. I mean, she refused to acknowledge my sister's second marriage because she had gotten a divorce. Oh, wow. So, like, wouldn't talk. To, I mean, she was tough, dude. Uh, and then she started to soften up a little later in life. But um, I was watching Real Sports, mm-hmm. HBO, the other night, and it was Senior Olympics. Oh, dude, I watched that. See that? I'm I'm ready. How about how about the? I think she was like 88 or something. She was doing the javelin and right, and she's got all these medals and everything. And but then they start talking about her like, yeah, when I was in high school, I was super competitive. Yeah. I was the dirty player and I yeah, on elbows and like you were. He's like, oh yeah, I was. And now she's just like, you know, some people can sit around and play games and do all that stuff. It's like I can't. Not me. Yeah, she's cleaning house. I was talking to Ross. He wants to qualify for Boston, and um, you need some like ungodly time, and you're in that thirty forty age bracket. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna wait till I'm like ninety, and then I can just walk it. Basically, walk it. <laughs> then you're just like you're you're the story. Yeah, yeah to promote you just because you're the oldest guy there. Uh, this is forty. It's only getting better. <laughs>